you're listening to Of Sights and Men. A Daily Magician production. Hello and uh, welcome back to Of Slights and Men. I'm joined by uh, a very special guest today, a Stephen, but maybe not the Stephen you were expecting. It's not Stephen Bridges, it's Stephen Faulkner. Um, And (laughs) for all of you that don't know who Stephen Faulkner is, um, he runs a, I'd say, like a a quite influential um, magic review channel on YouTube. Um, He also has a, a pretty amazing course that will help you go from like a beginner magician all the way to kind of like a more pro level magician or just if you're in between <laughs> it's also mm. a good place to get just a, i actually had a look through it today, like the day and i was like wow this is absolutely insane amount of resources <laughs> um steven's friends with a lot of uh, the kind of biggest names in magic if we can call them big names you know quite a small niche but <laughs> um and he's been in the magic scene for quite a while you also work as a kind of like inspirational speaker and like professional magician yourself right I think yeah i'm right in saying that yeah um, so you you have you have quite a lot of experience in the magic niche, should should we say? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, which is weird, isn't it? Um, yeah, I kind of that kind of caught up on me a little bit, I think. Yeah, because I felt I felt like um, yeah, it's it's kind of on forty eight now, and and it and all of a sudden I go, oh, I, I'm somebody that's seen as experienced now, and I still feel like a <laughs> yeah. child in a man's world, you know what I mean, or, or an adult's world. <laughs> You know what I mean? So it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting when you say stuff like I go, oh, yeah, well, yeah, so I do. I guess, I guess I do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just I do know or pretend yeah, I do. Keep, keep, keep the childlike curiosity, right? That's that, that's what you want. You don't want to get, uh, you don't want to get too big for your boots, right? Like it's always, it's always good to keep that, keep that childlike state, right? I think that's the best way to learn, at least that, in my opinion, without a doubt. <laughs> and actually, it's it's a really it's a really important thing for me. It's um it's something that because when I did get kind of jaded with, I suppose the, the magic and juggling, which is how I started in the first place. You know, I spent mm-hmm. twenty years jaded with juggling, and thought I would never do that for fun anymore. And I started feeling the same way about magic, and had a bit of a bit of a break from still working and performing, but the idea of doing mm-hmm. it and learning it for fun was just, you know. Don't. And then coming back to it, yeah, and just coming back to it and go, no, that's what it's about. It's about playing. It's about because I'm a kid. I'm never going to grow up. I'm never going to be someone that feels mature. Um, mm. So to embrace that, I think, is super important for 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 people to do what we do, which is play with tricks. Right. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's true. I think that's really important because I think I was actually talking about this with Danny yesterday on Danny Goldsmith on the podcast. Oh, yeah, we, were talking, we were talking about this exact topic. Yeah. Um, and we were discussing how like. It's like this um, balance between like understanding that like magic in its like truest form is art, yeah. but also like avoiding the trap of like being too serious about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, yeah, and and the serious and it, there's a kind of weird paradox is the seriousness comes into play. You know, I take it incredibly seriously, but not so. A good example is nowadays I'm very, very conscious. And it sounds depressing. It's not. It's very conscious of my mortality, of, of the fact that I'm 48. I'm right. not going to read all the magic books I've got, cover to cover, like I always wanted to. But it's becoming a, a priority that I practice. So it's starting to, you know, I will now say to people, as I wouldn't before, no, I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. I'm going to practice. Or, you know, it's becoming a real priority because I'm aware that I don't want to be one of those people. And I know a few of them that gets to the end of it all and says, oh, I just didn't do that thing I always wanted to do or learn that thing I always wanted to learn. So it's, 
Yeah, so that so it, I'm taking that play incredibly seriously, but not whilst I'm doing it. If so, I mean, I'm enjoying it and making sure, like you said, you maintain that 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 curiosity and that joy of it. Hmm. Yeah, I think like that's something that I, I always talked about, like uh, with Benji, who's <laughs> like uh, like the co-founder of everything that mm. we do. It's like, I mean, also <laughs> just obviously to precursor, I'm 22, so it's definitely coming from a less experienced place. Mm. <laughs> um, but I think it's interesting. Like we we always talk about the fact that like I don't know if like Bill Gates or like you know like Steve Jobs are like still curious, yeah, right, and like still saying like I've got more to learn. Then like, uh, what am I saying if I if I if I don't think that? Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, if somebody that's like you know like if, if the richest people in the world like I guess by some people said as like most successful people right like in the world or have had the most influence on our generation, like are still like reading books, still reading like three books a week, <laughs> still trying sure. to find things out. Then like, if I lose that curiosity or I think I've I'm done with my learning journey, then like something's probably wrong, you know? And not to say that you shouldn't take breaks because sometimes it can be overwhelming, right? Yeah, yeah just, of course. Like, just keep reading and reading and reading. Yeah. But if you, yeah, I think curiosity is such a like, I feel like often like overlooked and underrated like quality in, in anyone. Yeah, absolutely. And if you start reading around the sort of, you know, personal development things, and I don't mean just the kind of trashy stuff, but, you know, you listen to high performers in any field, you know, it, good place to start is things like the knowledge project podcast tim ferris you know these people yeah. all have this this kind of common denominator really of of their you listen to them talk and they talk with excitement and passion about things they're still you know and they and the people that i find you know in, in magic i suppose but in any field that that do have that air of i don't need to learn anything else mm -hmm. uh, they're the kind of people that are lacking <laughs> you know, in the most in everything it's it it's it's a kind of defense mechanism for them, isn't it? If they if they need to prove so much that they're knowledgeable, you kind of think, well, what are you trying to hide? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's also like a, such a common thing for magicians. Like again, because like most of us kind of like started magic from a place of like insecurity, right? Yeah. Sure. Like or, or and it's like a way of like self-expression, like in a like I don't know, like almost like getting attention, right? Like I think a lot of magicians yeah. started in that place where it's like this was the way that we socialized, this is the way that we got attention at the first, yeah. you know, it's like and I think uh you can get trapped in that path that like trap where it's like you just you're obsessed with like knowing how it's done. You know, it's like, oh I can't I can't be stuck in this place of not knowing. You know, like I'm I'm beyond that. Like, you know, yeah. like <laughs> I think that's so funny because like the whole point is like if if we can't enjoy magic trick <laughs> then like how is us the spectator supposed to you know what i mean it's like if, if yeah. we're in this place of like trying to prove that we know best and that like we know better and like we need to know how everything's done then like that's definitely going to be reflected i think in also in our performances yeah absolutely it, it's um it was it's funny my partner and don't and she's definitely one of those people that's really excited about life and always wanting to learn uh, mm -hmm. but when we watch tv it's infuriating because i I don't want to know what happens. Like, like if there's a twist in the plot when you're watching a TV show or a, or a movie, mm. I don't look for it. I don't want to look for it. And and she's the opposite. She's trying to find out. She's like, oh, maybe, maybe that's going to happen. I'm just like, no, be quiet, because I don't even want a hint of what's going on. And it's like watching a magic trick. Even though yeah, I review stuff and I get so much, I, try, I watch it and I try and close those doors, those questions of, oh, let's watch out and, and actually not try and work out how it's done and just really get into that layman's point of view of let's just let it wash over me and, and not feel like I have to prove 
that I know how it's done. Because I don't, there's so much I don't know. Because magic's too big. We can't know all of it. Um, right. So I'm, you know, I, I, I like that feeling. It's all, you know, it's like what Penn and Teller said when they started Fools. They said they love that idea of being fooled. And, and I do want that, you know, and I don't want to kind of, you know, as soon as you start showing someone a trick, sometimes you can see them. They're more interested in the mechanics of it than what the what the effect is. And that's fine. So I, I, I get like that sometimes when I'm in my learning mode, you know, when I'm trying to work something out for the sake of learning. But I think that, yeah, going back to maintaining that thing of of not knowing is so much more exciting. I briefly interrupt this podcast to uh, just share a little uh, self-promotion with you if I could. Um, if you're enjoying what you're listening to right now, um, and you think that maybe you'd enjoy more of our content, uh, please head over to the dailymagician.com slash books. There you'll find 24 classic magic books for free, and you'll be signed up for our daily emails where you can hear and get more content just like this. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed so far. And uh, like I said, that's the dailymagician.com slash books. Claim 24 classic magic books for free, and you'll also... Uh, be getting daily contact from us with more incredible content just like this yeah yeah i i actually did a bit of um sorry to move away from this topic um, yeah no do yeah um i i did a bit of digging uh <laughs> probably by yeah. accident before we before we did this podcast and oh i found God, like you your, found? one of your original youtubes the speaker trainer coach oh uh, yeah 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 and i was uh i was kind of interested because obviously the first book that well the, like one of the last videos you did was like on the seven habits of highly effective people. yeah sure um and i was just kind of wondering in your time as like a well i think do you, do you still do do you still speak at events and stuff or is, are I, you more just like performer yeah i do bits so basically my thing was that i was a performer first covent garden street performer from 96 went to circus school in 95 or 96 in london for two mm -hmm. years worked at covent garden moved up here to sheffield did corporate gigs and then about 10 years ago, because I was into it anyway, started, I went on a leadership course and someone said, hey, do you want to be part of the team? And I was trained to be a leadership trainer and then went to university and did a coaching degree, mm. um, business coaching. And that was kind of where I was going to go and then realized that actually I don't want to give up performing. Um, so I was, I was doing both for a long time, never stopped performing. Uh, and now I went through a bit of a period of going, I don't want to perform anymore. I just want to run the course, which I still want that to be my main thing. Um, mm. but now I do a bit of the, it's gone the other way. So I'm mostly running the course, doing a YouTube channel, doing enough performing to keep me in it and work on my own show, uh, and, and a little bit of coaching and leadership training when it comes in, but I'm not pushing for it. It's kind of, it's there if I want to do it, but I still love, love the kind of whole personal development thing almost some of it. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So how do you, it just sounds like a lot. How do you, mm. how do you like, because I don't know when I like, obviously there's a lot of things that I do as well. And it's all yeah. kind of within the same space uh, somewhat. Right. But like, yeah. how do you maintain focus? I suppose. Like, and how does that not become too much for you? Well, it, it, in answer to this question, it does become too much for me. So I, I kind of, and it's, and even, even within, let's say the, the the world of magic and juggling i'm going to lump them in because that's that's right. what she is my kind of creative side and there's loads more other creative things i do as well but even with that with mm -hmm. juggling there are kind of seven different types of juggling that i do as a hobby you know i do it as a bit in the show but uh, with magic you know i'm not just a card person i'm 
I've got stuff that I can see in front of me now, cards, coins, Ruby's Cube, all that. Sounds great. Sounds very impressive. But actually, it is, it is becoming a bit of a problem. So much so that actually, um, funnily enough, I've got uh, an appointment on Monday to see if I've got ADHD, which will answer a lot of really? questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is interesting because um, it'll answer a lot of questions because that's why I say I'm not doing as much as the coaching now because it was a point where I'm trying to maintain, you know, three or four different businesses. Mm that were very different, even though there's kind of similarities. But actually it became, you know, business coaching, sitting with one-to-one people, running leadership courses, doing talks. And I got to a point where I just go, I can't, I can do it all and spin those plates quite badly. So they're all wobbling a bit, but they kind of stay up. Or I can let a couple of the plates crash and focus on getting these ones going. And that's kind of where I am now. I'm going, right, I can't. If I want to do the course properly, that's got to be 80% of my time. Right. And the rest of it will be performance, and you know, so so that yeah. And I think that, funnily enough, I've, you know, the, a lot of magicians, creative people I know, have a similar thing. They have to work on really and not letting themselves go. You know, follow too many shiny things, because it yeah, it can get to a problem. So I'm now sort of trying to sort of whittle it down a bit. Hmm. Yeah, that is an interesting thing, like shiny inj- object syndrome, right? Where like yeah. you always think like the the newer thing is going to be like <laughs> the best thing or you, you, you feel like because it's different that it somehow will take less effort, you know, like, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm interested. What was your prioritization prioritization process then for like going through and like figuring out where you truly want to like put your time at you like in that 80, 20 way. Yeah. I think, I think it came from really sitting and doing the work. So, so it, it, to kind of answer your question in another way as well, about how do I focus? I have loads of hacks and things set up where, mm-hmm. you know, as a result of, of geeking out on personal development stuff. So I've actually managed quite well for someone who's a bit scatty and all over the place. So my prioritization protest was really to do the work on kind of sitting down and journaling for a long time and working out what it is I genuinely wanted rather than what I think what you know what am I doing that I genuinely want to do rather than what am I doing that I should want to do mm-hmm. you know because we, you know we go through our lives and think oh, I should do that because it would that's the thing you know I'm a magician right I should want to go on Britain's Got Talent or I should want to go on TV or I should want to do this and actually being really honest with myself and going which ones those do I actually want to do and which ones aren't I doing because of fear and which ones aren't I doing because I genuinely don't want to do them and, you know, things like that. So so that took me a very, because of the way my brain works, that took me a long time to go, could I, could I do the YouTube channel every day right. um, if I wasn't getting paid for it? And guess what? I'm not. So the answer to that is yes. Could I go doing gigs every day if I was getting paid loads of money for it? And the answer is no. You know, I... I I could do enough so I could still maintain the joy, but I couldn't be driving around the country doing close up gigs every night. So it's, it's all that sort of soul searching stuff that got me to the point of being really solid and going actually the course, teaching people magic, doing the channel and enough performing to still enjoy it is, you know, if that was the rest of my life, that would be great. Hmm. So you kind of prioritizing like emotional state over <laughs> over anything else absolutely and that and that's and that's it it's like you know the gig the gigs pay well the, the training pays really well um but I, i've never been motivated by money and which is actually a problem because i've never really had any um you know <laughs> don't get me wrong i've got enough but i've never got savings because i just can't i just 
can't maintain i can't do a gig just for the money i just can't do it I, well maybe i could do the odd one but again some people i know just go from gig to gig to gig and they hate it but they do it for the money and that's just it's not something that would you know would, would put me into a state that i don't want to be in mm. yeah i actually kind of heard a similar story i remember um it was like uh it was a story like a marketer told of mm. like a, a really like he was a going to be after a really famous business coach yeah and they were like standing on the side of the stage together and like he could just hear the guy like swearing like saying like oh you know i hate this i hate this i hate it you know like and then he's like he's like really shocked because he was like oh it's like this guy that he looked up to you know that he'd like seen a lot of his shows and heard a lot of his inspirational talks and he was like why yeah like i asked him like what, what's going on he's like just like he's like ah oh, he's like don't ever become like me <laughs> yeah and then like it goes up on stage and gives like this amazing talk but like what was behind it was was that and i think it is interesting in that way of like you gotta really he got stuck you know like he got stuck because like in his lifestyle right like in in like what that brought in yeah. to the way that he he can can escape it which yeah which is interesting yeah I, I think it's right and i know magicians like that without a doubt um, and all performers you know they're dead behind the eyes and it's how i got with street performing you know street performing is a very lucrative business um but if you don't love it you don't make any money or what well, that's that's not quite true when i stopped loving it i stopped making money because people could see that there was no joy you know every time i got that straight jacket out of the bag i was just part of me died and it and my money went down the audiences got smaller and I'm not, I, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve in such a way that people can see it very clearly. So I, I'm not right. very good at hiding it. it. If I'm not enjoying it, I just, I can't, I can't put that, put up that front for too long. So, so I have very much have to keep in. And I think as, as entertainers, we have to constantly question, what am I enjoying this? Or if I'm not, what can I do to keep enjoying it? Um, mm. And often that's putting new material in, not making sure you don't get stagnant, making sure you still feel that fear and excitement of doing something new, which I think some people don't don't do after a certain time yeah it's interesting because i guess like well yesterday i was working out at the gym and mm. <laughs> i started talking to this guy called he's, he's like a big big really big guy but also yeah. and anytime but he also older mm. like quite a bit older i don't know i thought he's maybe in his like 60s and i was like whenever i see a big guy that's that old i always want to like, go up and speak to them and like, ask them like you know like how did you keep working out? Like, what are your tips? Because, yeah. like, I don't know. I've got real respect for people that are that in shape at that point in their life. Mm. Um, and it was just interesting because he, he kind of said, like, a similar thing. He's like, oh, like, you got to just, like, got to, like, mix it up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, you, you could, he's like, some of these guys are here, like, seven days a week. He's like, it's just like, he's like, you know, he's like, this gets to some point where it's not sustainable. Like, you, you just get, you get bored, you know? He's like, yeah. you just don't want to be here anymore. And he's like, so for me, like, you know, like, that's why I, put in golf that's why i put in like running that's why i put in swimming like he's like i'm only here three days a week you know it's like because like that's and that's not always how it was you know he's like it wasn't wasn't always how i did it but that's what i need to do to be able to like keep on going yeah so it's funny you say that because i was talking to someone yesterday about that exact same thing but why what because i you know i go to the gym yeah i miss the odd odd one but i i make sure i do that because again i'm at an age where it's really important that I keep sort of physical fit, right. especially because yeah. I've really looked after my body for a lot of my, the first half of my life, so <laughs> um, <laughs> on my mind. Uh, so, um, and and it was that thing that said, you know, how, how do you maintain? How have you maintained it for the last few years? And it's that thing of not doing too much because I've got to prove something, but doing enough, mixing it up, 
And also knowing the difference between, you know, when I say I prioritize because of the things that make me happy, the things I like doing, it's not in a way that it's that burst of pleasure. Because in the practice of magic, there are times when I'm so bored, you know, really getting frustrated with something, you know, that, that excitement of learning a trick's great. But then when you have to kind of drill it in, I get, I can get really bored, especially with scripting and things like that. And the gym, I can get bored in the moment, but I know that in the long term, it gives me happiness. And I think that that sort of understanding that happiness is different to pleasure. Sometimes happiness involves challenge and discomfort and yeah. like that. Not too much, you know, very constantly in that state, but enough to make you feel like you've achieved something. So um, the, the gym metaphor is a really good one. It's like if, if you get to a point where you're hating it, you've got to change things and accept that maybe that exercise isn't for you. So because we're creatures of habit, we can get caught in in habits that we don't enjoy, especially with magic, you know, that people won't try a certain type of magic because this is what they do. And it's like, just try it, but you never know what it will give you. Yeah, I think that's really true. I think there's a, there's a definition for integrity that I like, which is like continuing with something after the emotion has faded. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, and obviously not to the point of like uh, self-destruction, right? Like if you're in an abusive relationship, you you don't, you don't have a lack of if you want to leave that yeah sure yeah 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 but um i think you know maybe for something like magic or practice or maybe just starting a business right like starting a business is really really hard um and like for the first year that i was doing it it was just pure grind like no results and like there was a lot of days where you know i was like oh maybe it's just not gonna work you know yeah yeah i just maybe there is just no money to be had you know it's like (laughs) but when you stick with it and you put the grind in and you keep doing it there. And, and again, it's important again, not to just be doing the same things like, like at the gym, right? Let's say you're seeing no results for six months. Yeah. You're probably doing something wrong. Sure. Like, you know, it's like if you're, if you're maybe, maybe your form is off, you know, maybe you're not using the machine correctly. Like maybe you need to like change your diet. Right. Mm. But like at the same time, like if you can keep, I guess it's just keeping that, that forward motion. Right. Like, learning from the best sources seeking like the best things but always like sticking to it yeah i think think so yeah i I, I think so and it's kind of always i always say with goal setting and things like that it's remembering to always check in with the goals so so my goal for years was to get loads of gigs and when that was happening i was like something's not right and i checked back in with my goals basically and kind of went okay what do i want now and realized again, through doing a bit of work that actually I didn't want that anymore. I had kids. I didn't want to be driving around the country. So that's where things started changing. But if I hadn't done that Mm. conscious thing of going, actually, where do I want to be in a few years? What do I want my life to look like? I would have still gone on that same trajectory. And I think to, to do that is really important and to be vulnerable enough to accept when you're doing something, maybe not as well as you could be doing it. Um, you know, for me to accept that my street show isn't working, it isn't just bad luck. I'm not as good as I was maybe because of this or I've got to do something else. And I think that's a very diff- mm. more difficult thing to do than people think. Have you ever read the book, um, Extreme Ownership? No, I think you mentioned like it. It. I'll probably have it by tomorrow. Yeah, no, I think you'd really <laughs> like it. It's, it's, it's by, um, I don't know. It's, it's that crowd of like a uh, Navy seals basically like, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but this is a really, really good one. It's by Jocko Willenick. And, oh yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you've heard, seen some of yeah, his clips. Or, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's pretty big. Um, he goes on um, Joe Rogan quite a lot as well. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, but uh, he his book is really, really good. 
um, because he talks about basically I won't I won't do it any justice, but he talks about extreme ownership, which is basically just like just choosing to believe that like it's your fault, yeah, <laughs> and then taking responsibility for it, you know. And and I think it's it's just like it's really like obvious when he puts it in the way of like warfare, right? Yeah. Where he's like the commanding officer, and basically like he starts his book with like this pretty terrible situation where there was a case of like friendly fire, and somebody was killed that was like friendly unfriendly right and mm. somebody died and he talks about this situation and how like he just decided like he went in the room basically with all of his men and he's like whose fault was this and they were like putting their hands up and they were like yeah. oh it was me like i should have communicated better on the radio and he's like no like whose fault is this and like, oh well like you know i should have known that that place wasn't i should have surveyed it better and he's like no like yeah it's nobody's fault but mine (laughs) you know he's like and i'm gonna take full responsibility for this because like i was the commanding officer you know and there's something quite freeing i think in that there there really is and it it was a life changer for me and and i I often tell the story when i'm doing the training stuff of of talking about and it was actually around the time i discovered things like seven habits and you know that kind of i'd never read a personal development book in my life and i'd moved to sheffield you know years ago and i was sitting you know, moaning that my agents weren't getting me work in London. And, uh, and then I was reading this stuff came basically, if you want something, you've, you've got to take the responsibility. And I was blaming, you know, that blaming thing of it's their fault. And I was going, why would they get me work? What's in it for them? If they've got a magician close right. to the, to closer to the gig, that's going to be let. So it's, it was from that point, I kind of went, okay, you want to become a performer. You have to make the contacts. You have to do the uncomfortable work of phoning people up and, you know, going and doing free stuff for a bit to see if they like you and all that kind of stuff. And that became, from that point, it was a, it was a real game changer. And I think for magicians, you know, people always talk about how do you get into the business? How do you get more gigs? And, and it's the easiest thing in the world, but it's the most uncomfortable thing in the world. And, it, and it's just go and do stuff. You know, if, if, you know, we're in the job of amazing people. So if you go somewhere and you amaze someone, and they're going to want a magician if they want a magician. Do you know what I mean? Rather than be, right. you know, be, you know, marketing and that is so important. Of course it is, but you have to take that full responsibility, step out of your comfort zone, and go and and start feeling your way. And that will involve failure and challenge and all those horrible things none of us want to experience. But the the consequence is so much better. And and I think you know, all, and I think you're right that there's a massive comfort in going actually. I've I've got the responsibility and I've got the ability as well to um mm-hmm. to push myself forward if if I need to and then I may need some help and support and all that kind of stuff is great but I think you're right and what and reading stuff like that is so important to to me especially to to get yeah. that inspiration and read outside of the magic as well. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I think it's kind of ironic that Di Vernon said it because like I don't know, <laughs> yeah. but I think I think it's Di Vernon who said like. Um, you know, like if you want to be an interesting magician, like be an interesting person. You know, yeah. Like, and I think it's it's really like I, I think it's as simple as that. Like, we try and adopt that philosophy a lot in everything that we do, and helping in in our email list and just our brand in general is all about like thinking differently. Yeah, um, sure. Because like, there's so much to be learned from like from everything. You know, like everything ties into each other. But then also this thing that I found interesting that Roberto Giobi said a while ago when he was on our podcast, he said um like if you study any topic profoundly it will teach you about the rest of life yeah sure and it's like a, it's like and i think that is a really interesting point as well it's like any 
topic mastered will inform like the rest of like your perspective like the rest of it will teach you more about the world as well and i think that that's an interesting point too it, it is great yeah and i think again magic is which is what probably why i love magic so much you know i'm not one of those people that watches magic for hours you know I, I wouldn't get a loads and loads and loads of magic shows just because it's magic and magic's great i mean i love magic but what i love about it is well the community but also the amount of stuff you can learn the challenge of it the feeling you get when you perform, the feeling you get when you learn something on your own, and all those things are kind of metaphors for so much. I think that, that what we do as, as magicians, and I think people don't give themselves enough credit, and of course in, in other art forms as well, but that thing of putting yourself out there, to, you know, for me to do a magic trick is the most vulnerable you can be because that failure, even in front of a lovely audience, feels horrible. You know, you, you expose yeah. the trick, you feel stupid, and all that kind of stuff, and it's not... Even with stand-up comedy, which I did for a while, it's similar to thing going out there and getting no laughs, you know. But there's something else in magic where not only do you not get the laugh or the effects, but you expose the secret, which can make you look really silly. And there's not that many. It's a really unique thing like that. And I think that 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 challenge is something I still find challenging. And it it it, it it's a muscle that is you know it's like going to the gym. It's a muscle that you build, and it helps you so much in other parts of life to not get as worried about certain things to not as be self-conscious to you know all that stuff i think it's he's absolutely right these Mm -hmm. things bleed into each other yeah and i think it's part of why it's so important to also just be in that place with the um the spectator right yeah like when you're all in a place of trying to seek when you're all in a place of trying to seek like wonder trying to like just enjoy the moment right enjoy that magic moment like obviously there's nothing that can there's nothing that can like make it okay to like mess up. Like it's always going to feel bad, right? Like it's yeah. always going to be like, Oh, I didn't want that to happen. But when, when, when you're not trying to prove yourself to the audience, right? <laughs> when you're not trying to like prove yeah. that, that you're clever and they're stupid, it doesn't matter if you, as much when you mess up, right? Absolutely. Like, because like, you're not coming from that place of having to prove yourself, you know? No, cause, it, Cause it's not about look how clever I am. And, and I love that feat, that thing. I think it's Brené Brown talks about, but I think it's a, a lot of people talked about it, but the difference between guilt yeah. and shame, whereas guilt is okay because it's looking at the behavior. So mm-hmm. it's looking at that thing you did and going, okay, that wasn't good. That made me feel bad. What can I do to avoid that in the future? And that, uh, that keeps dialogue open, internal dialogue with yourself, as opposed to shame mm-hmm. being, I'm a bad person. And yeah. it's that thing of getting a trick wrong can have the result of, and, and don't get me wrong, you're always going to feel like you said, it's never going to feel good. But to, mm-hmm. to be able to get into that mindset of, okay, that sucked. But what can I do? What can I learn from it? Rather than going, I'm an idiot. I did it wrong. I'm an idiot. You know, and giving up that trick and never going back to it or that routine or seeing it. You know, and, and, and I've been in both of those places with performance uh, and, of course, life. And I think it's training ourselves to kind of go, you know, you're absolutely right. If people like you and can see you're not arrogant, that you're not cocky, all those things, and you get a trick wrong, which will inevitably happen at some point, mm-hmm. it's kind of all right. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, I, yeah. I, I, I did a failure recently on stage and I was devastated, you know, because the, the routine had gone so well. And at the end, I just screwed up and I just went, ah, exposed the whole thing, felt horrible. But by the next day, I was kind of like, you know, nobody died. Yeah, right. It's fine. <laughs> yeah that, that that is honestly a good good thing as well like i i, I think i i have like ocd not mm. in the way of like maybe the way people might see it of like um 
well, there are those things where I have to like check all the taps in the house or whatever, but try yeah. and work on those things. But it's like this, um, basically, you know, it's like where certain events will trigger like, uh, like a level 10 stress yes. where for other people it wouldn't, Yeah, you know, where it's like, oh, like my room is dirt is like messy. You know, like yeah. for some people that it's just like, oh, okay, it's fine. Like, you know, I do need to clean it up, but like it's not yeah. stressful. But for me, it will trigger like someone's running at me with a machete level of stress, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And oh, I think yeah. it's, I, I just, I just bring that up because it, like you said, like, um, it's for me, I have to be like, okay, like I'm not being chased by somebody with a machete. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, okay, step one. It's like, oh, okay. So like, do I need to be stressed about it? Yeah, I can be stressed about it. It's fine. But like not this much, you know? Yeah, and, and I think people do get that. And it's, it's interesting, my business partner runs a um an O C D charity actually, so I've just left a dog like, oh, cool. you know, that's great. Um yeah. but uh yeah, and it and it does highlight that thing of what what the brain's capable of doing and getting us into a certain state. And actually the the if we're not aware of what it is, is the catastrophic effects of that. Because I sometimes when I do get that stress level and I do get really stressed about sometimes doing a new trick if I haven't done one for a while and I know it's in a show I was I was in my one man show in September I was you know to the point of losing it I was that Mm. worried about it everything in it was new you know it was just terrifying and and actually the the, the, a couple of things did go wrong and didn't go great but I was so convinced that if they'd have gone wrong it would have been really awful and ruined the whole show and they just weren't really noticed know there's a real trick that our mind plays on us that puts us in a and and your your example is a, is an amazing one because it shows the, the extreme of that you know but we all get versions right. of it i'm going to forget this wrong people are going to think this it's like the invisible audience isn't it we all convinced that if we do certain things all those people out there are going to think certain things of us um but people have got their own stuff to worry about nobody cares <laughs> it's like, yeah. get a magic trick one so what you know <laughs> It's yeah. kind of like a marketing thing as well. It's like, you, you, I think we, we we always overestimate how much people care. Of course, yeah. <laughs> in, in, in like a in like a, it's good and bad, right? Like, it, <laughs> we we like to think we're a lot more important than we are. You know, it's like, yeah. and it's the same with selling anything. Like, we think, I don't know, to sell something, you don't want to describe like, I don't know. So we're just selling a chocolate bar by describing how milky and how you know you use this like special technique in the factory and mm. all this stuff which which is important but the real thing people want to know is like is it going to be yummy when i eat yeah, it? What's, exactly. it gonna, what's it gonna, what's it gonna make me feel like yeah what's it gonna you do know? for me what's in it for me you know so yeah it, and that's of course yeah yeah um i think there's a yeah that thing of of knowing how important we are to the people that obviously that love us are in our lives and, and right. maybe our communities um but at the same time having that thing of it's like the comfort of the kind of you know i'm just not that relevant you know the world was doing all right Right. before i got here um and and some people might think that's very depressing it's actually it's really freeing because it means that there's not as much fear of anything because you're just not that important and you know yes people might gossip about you other magicians might gossip about you if you go on something and you you screw up and um, but then if you've got, and, you know, going back to what we were saying about, if you've got strength in other areas of your life, not just magicians or magic, then, then you realize it's, it's a lot easier to deal with that. Yeah. hundred percent. And also, I think it's also just like refreshing as well. Like, especially when I study like philosophy, like for instance, like, I don't want to get too political, but like there's, there's a lot of like 
political issues happening right now yeah. in America. And it's interesting that like literally like the Greeks like discussed the same issues like thousands of years ago and reached their own conclusions. And we think, that, <laughs> we, we think that our we think that our argument is so new, you know, we think I know. we always think that everything we're doing is so new and unique. Whereas like the Greeks were thinking the same things and discussing the same things thousands of years ago. So I know it's hilarious. <laughs> That's why I love the Stoic stuff. Um, what was I reading? Meditations mm. the other day. Thing. Oh yeah, such a good. Wait, Marcus Aurelius. Yeah, and, it, yeah. and there's a chapter in it about um, about having too many books. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, you know, stop collecting books. You know, because that was the equivalent back there. I mean, we're still doing it in magic books, of course, but that was the equivalent back there of of, of stop getting stuff, right? Stop. You know, right. and, and it was it was the thing of you know, be happy with what you got. Stop. You don't keep got to get more. It's and it was that thing. I was going. Nothing changed because we're still humans. We still got the same the same responses. Um, right. And that's it's, it's great reading that stuff because it does again. It humbles you because you you just go. You know, oh yeah. We we really it's back then as well. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and especially like dude, Marcus, like meditations. Is there anyone that wants to get started? Like in that sort of scene, meditations by Marcus Aurelius is just so freaking good. Like, well, it's, it's great just... that he wrote it not knowing it was ever going to be read as well. That's, right, exactly. Because you know, <laughs> there's nothing like more. Yeah. yeah, it's not marketing, right? It's 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 kind of you know to to read something that isn't going to try and sell you an idea because no one's ever going to read it. I think is a real uh, it's a real joy, and I love you know I love magic books that are like that as well. Not that they're written for nobody to read, but right some magic books you can read an honesty in them you know mm-hmm. and some of them you can read a you know filler <laughs> you know they're saying yeah. stuff you're gonna not buying this you know um yeah i'm kind of coming off topic a bit but it just reminded me of that 100 oh, percent. yeah yeah well i know we didn't have too long today but i would like to talk briefly or it doesn't have to be brief but i would like to obviously just give you a chance to talk about your channel and your your how do you what do you call your course not membership your course yeah i suppose Um, it's a course it's weird it's more of a resource i mean it is a course um Mm -hmm. so we've rebranded it recently as onlinemagic.co it was cardmagiccourse.com because i realized that didn't just want it to be cards i've gone into lots of different magic realized Mm -hmm. i wanted to do more of it i love teaching um like we said at the beginning of this i now feel like i have got um I kind of know some stuff that I can help other magicians with. <laughs> and I'm also always learning stuff and I'm sharing what I'm learning as well. You know, if I learn something, I'll, oh, I discovered this really cool thing to share that. I don't mean in a piracy way, <laughs> like, right, um, of but in a kind of, you know, with permission, um, you know, there's a great trick and like Harapan Ong, I did a, got in touch with him the other day and said, is it right if I teach this on one of the Zoom sessions? So it's just, it's a lovely community. Um, I'm adding to it constantly, and there's yeah, there's like six, six over six hundred videos on there now. It's nuts. Um, so it can be a bit intimidating, but that's why I sort of decided to do it full time so I can be present. I don't want it to be a, a passive income thing. So people right. email me and say, you know, where can I start, or you know, well, where are you in your, in, in your, in your try this. So it's, it's just something I'm actively involved in. Um, yeah. So, and it's so really that, cheap, by the way. Everyone that's thinking like, oh, 600 videos, how much is that? It's literally 10 quid a month or like yeah. $12. <laughs> yeah, well, it used to be more. It was like 29, one of the gold membership where you got everything in the live sessions used to be 20, 24.99, I think, mm-hmm. to pounds. Um, 
and then I just well a couple of reasons obviously there's a lot out there at the moment so I've got to think about competition and actually I would rather again because I'm happy to do it constantly now I'd, I'd rather get people on there that are willing to learn and um mm -hmm. so the price pricing thing's difficult because you don't want to give it away uh, mm -hmm. because you worry about, you know, then any old person could spend a tenner and look at all the, find out all the secrets. But I've realized that actually for somebody to sit at a computer and, and watch something and learn something is a big commitment these days. I think it's more of a commitment than money. Mm -hmm. So, you know, someone said to me, I've down, you scared, you know, everybody's going to just pay a tenner and go and see everything. He said, well, you could always say that about any download, but the fact of the matter is even most magicians, as we know, that get a book to actually take that step and sit down and get to work is a commitment that is quite significant, I think. So, um, so yeah, it, 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 did, it did feel, it sounds like marketing, it did feel like there was a time when I was going to be charged 20 quid and, and now it's like, no, I think it's, it's fine. I want people to be able to afford it and I want people to, to become magicians if they want to be. And that's one of the ways they can do it. One of the many ways. No, it's awesome. And as far as your, um, your real magic review channel, yeah. what, people, what can people expect from that on YouTube? Yeah, so the the real magic reviews become <laughs> become a monster. I started it three years yeah. ago. Uh, I think it's three years ago. It might be four. That'd be terrifying. I don't think it is. Um, but I started it as a you know maybe I could do one video a week, maybe or two videos a month, and then it's just be, it's such a passion for me because it allows me to waffle on. Um, it allows me to talk about magic, keep learning, um, and and. I have a pile of stuff to review here that terrifies me. I just can't get through it. And I've had many sleepless nights. Um, kind of, how am I going to learn it all, read it all? I'm currently learning everything from Harapan Ong's Optics download at the moment, which is 26 tricks. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's, I love it and it keeps me into it. Um, and I'm starting to do more interviews on there. And I think it's a way of me being connected to a community that I can't connect to physically. I can't go to a lot of, you know, I have my kids half the time, which is great, but I can't go to loads of conventions. I can't go away for more than a few days at a time. So I mean, that, that's starting to change now a little bit. Uh, so, so when it, I started doing it, it was like, oh, great, people sending me stuff to review. And now I try to use it, whether I'm reviewing something or not, to to just talk about magic and to, or, or like what we're doing, talk about things a little bit outside of magic that, um, that are around that subject. And it's, right. yeah, it, I, I think people, I'm, I'm trying to not sell out is the wrong word, but I'm trying for it not to be just the kind of, how can I get more views thing? So you see some of the stuff on there just hasn't got many views, but it's something I want to talk about. Um, and that chimes with a certain amount of people. Um, and I like to help people with, you know, maybe products that aren't at the top of the Murphy. And I don't get me wrong, I'll do the, the big products as well, but that maybe aren't at the top of the Murphy's list. So Nicola Arcane's book, which I thought was great, is a self-published piece of work, but, you know, she hasn't got the heft of people behind that. Um, right. And part of what I want to do has to be, it sounds so cheesy, but this is an age thing. It has to be a win-win. It has to help other people in some way, whether it's people are listening, learning something or or people finding out about something or somebody releasing a thing like David Anakin mm -hmm. and Dine's download that I talked about the other day called fringe mentalism. It's just great, but nobody knows about it. So if I can do those things as well as the, like, you know, the latest big trick, um, right. great. And I just really, I just love doing it. And, it, and of course it's a good way to, 
do something I enjoy that also helps market my course. So in every video I talk about the course um, and that's kind of what, what keeps it going. So it's a, yeah, it's a big, it's a big undertaking. It's a full-time job pretty much. Um, but it helps me, like I said, stay connected to a community that I, I just don't think. Lots of full-time jobs. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. Oh yeah. I've only got three in <laughs> the 28. Yeah, yeah. Just three full-time jobs. Yeah, I guess they're not. I guess they're not full-time jobs. They're not, or that, or you don't sleep. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, next, yeah. Next time you talk to me after my Monday appointment, I'll be like, I'll be on medication. Yeah. And I only have one, <laughs> but I'll yeah, be doing exactly. it really well. I'll be nailing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, like a superpower. Is this what it's supposed to be like? What the heck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. It'd be hilarious. That's what my friend said to me. He's, he was. He's about fifty-one. He was diagnosed with ADHD about two years ago. And he did. He mm. said when he had the medication, he just kind of went, oh, right. This is why people can function. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's very funny. Um, but, yeah, but it's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, I, I, we'll definitely have to have another chat at some point. Um, I, I've really enjoyed talking to you. I really enjoyed all the insights that you shared. I think it's been a really productive thing. And thanks for being so candid and open. And, yeah, I've... I've Thanks for coming on the podcast and and like everyone that wants to go sign up and, and check him out. Obviously, you can go to Google or just go to Google. Yeah, you can go to Google and search Real Magic Review. You can also go to YouTube and search Real Magic Review. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, yeah, and and it's onlinemagic.co, not .com. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. onlinemagic.co. And like I said, it really is a, a fantastic deal. It's actually looking through the, your sales page. So I was like, oh, freak, I really need to talk to Steven again. This is great. way cool. I definitely want to put this out there. Yeah, yeah, um, great. So... Yeah. Thank you. That's well, great. Thank Thanks you. so much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Brilliant. we'll end it out there. Thanks so much again. Great. Have a great one.